Have you ever moved abroad and then feeling trapped, exhausted and lonely, possibly with children in tow? I hear you. Welcome to my podcast, Mums Between Worlds. Here we will explore how to get out of that slump, find our new way and join a community of mums who love sharing how they overcame their challenges when moving abroad, their wins and successes. Plus, I'll give out free tips on creating the perfect boosting environment through the psychology of interior color. If this interests you, get in touch with me or connect with me on Instagram. I can't wait to have you with us in the next episode. Welcome to Moms Between Worlds. Your expat, color expert, Carola. Yes. Join me in my next episode talking to Daniela, a menopause healing coach who moved from Germany to the US. It will be fascinating to hear how she managed to pull off the move with her husband, kids and dog and her business. Welcome to Daniela now. <laughs> hey, Carola. Thank you for having me here. So good. And by the way, if you haven't uh, heard the background, we are sitting together outside with a cup of coffee. The sun is shining and the birds are tweeting. So spring is coming. Spring is uh, <laughs> yeah, spring is here. Definitely here. And it's very beautiful outside. Yeah. How? What was it like when you first heard you were leaving the country? You were leaving Germany. Um, I was not very not very excited about it and it took my husband three years to convince me to move here so and there were other countries coming along <laughs> during these three years too but at some point I was convinced maybe because I wanted to have something new and to explore so the newness and the excitement was bigger than the fear or scarcity is there the scarcity of, or the fear of the new Oh, or, yeah. Or, or the fear of staying where you are? The fear of the new and to leaving what I know, and especially with my kids at the age of puberty and elementary school, just starting school, all of this in one package. So it's a lot to think about and what you need to consider. And at the time um, when we decided, my mom was very sick and it was clear that at some point she would pass away. So leaving my mom or and my dad behind was also something which was not easy to ignore or to go deeper and move on from. Yeah, that's a chance to move on. So it's basically... A the terrifying part was making the decision to go and leave behind a life that you knew or even the fear of missing out on some moments did that terrify you um for me it was more terrifying because leaving the comfort of what i know okay yeah. that's a big theme in my whole life anyway so that's yeah that's why i think it took me so long to really okay you're young you can do this and It doesn't have to be forever, like how my parents used to live. You stay there, you do one job your whole life, and you die where you were born, basically. And I think I don't want to do it, so that was the, this voice was bigger and louder. <laughs> and uh, the challenges that you experienced, or what was the biggest challenge you faced at the beginning? Was it the practical, practical challenges or the personal challenges? What, you th what was more challenging to you? The most, oh why, oh why, <laughs> there were some, even if I, I think my first was the barrier of the language, even if I have to say the Americans are very forgiven, if you make mistakes it doesn't matter, just speak, but to talk to school people and teachers and counselors and all of them and get the kids settled or 
go to a doctor, I always had somebody with me to really not translate, but that I didn't miss any important information in between. I think these were that I felt very dependent on not just my husband, but if he was not there, then I took a friend. So I felt, I don't know, it's weird to tell if it's feeling like a child. It's, it's different, totally different, because the dependency in doing everything by yourself when you are in your home country and speak the language and are comfortable with where you need to call, what you need to say, and then all of a sudden you want to make it right and you wanted to understand everything, that you don't miss it, that was really, yeah, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Was it was there a sense of sh pretty shame or was it helplessness? Shame is yeah, shame and you know, you think you know English, but if you haven't spoken it for 20 years. I remember situations when we were invited at colleagues of my husband's for dinner. They were all super sweet and very nice and took it slow. And if I was asked a question, I want to make it right. It needs to be subject, object, and all of that. And the right tense and everything. And then the conversation was done. So I understood a lot, but being part of, not just the communication, but being part of the whole... I felt always I don't belong here at the beginning. Yeah, part of it, part of the community, was it? Or yes. part of the group, initially. Part of the group, part mm -hmm. of... What does it mean now? We speak the same language, we speak the language we know, but we don't know each other. So mm. it was really, and to f so the biggest thing I wanted to do is get my kids settled in school so that they feel comfortable. And they didn't know, I mean, my oldest knew English from school. And luckily we had a good program in the school, which takes the kids, it's ESL program where they can go go over some topics, slow down, they can ask all the vocabulary. That was what they did and then I could do the rest at home. So the program itself was good, but our youngest was seven years old and he didn't speak. He spoke basically the colors and maybe numbers from one to ten. So he used they used cards where there was a bathroom, where there was a kitchen, where there was the school. So he needed to point it on, and this way he learned the vocabulary. Oh, he was, right. It was very sweet, but he was very brave. <laughs> and I remember the funniest, and not so, I mean, looking back, what it was funny. When he came home, he was super frustrated, angry. He said, I'm done at 12 o'clock. I said, why at 12? What is the hours before? You don't understand anything before. Yeah, but after this... I don't understand anything. I want to go just home. So he was totally frustrated and yeah, it was hard for him, I think, but he he adapted the quickest of all the three of them yeah. with his young age of learning and understanding. Yeah. And he had, had had a very sweet teacher in second and third grade. They all took very good care of him. So when you said uh, you try to make it most comfortable for the for the children, how did moving um, affect the children? How did you tell them that you were going to leave the country, pack up and leave the country? And what? how did you make them feel comfortable in the new place? Was it a hard transition for them? To your first part of your question, it was always a topic since the process was a little bit in th within three years. So they always knew there might be something coming. So it was not all of the sudden, and we knew very sure eight, nine months before we moved. 
I'm not saying they had enough time, but I feel it was clear for them and that they that there is a cha change. So to prepare them with, we had extra help with extra tutoring for the language. Then we had a little bit of cultural explanation. What is, what do you do here? What is all of this? But I think I wouldn't say that this helped because that's all theoretically. You live it. But there was protest and there was kind of, I'm staying with friends. I'm not moving. You can move. And all of these. And there was a lot of turmoil. I think the, definitely the first year we moved over. Especially for my oldest, he was going to high school and he, everybody was very friendly. But friendships, as he knew from first grade on that he had, eight years or something, that was really hard because the culture was different. Yeah. So I had all variants when they came home different times after school and in the mornings too. You know, one came out of bed easier, the other one was protesting. So there was always, always some of these, one of these who were kind of like not feeling... So yeah. So what did you do to make them to make them feel? Did you have? Did you think of a process or a, a tool to make them feel at home, or was that difficult for you? Because I mean, did you feel at home right away? And no, no. I was I was close to leave again back home after six weeks because mm -hmm. I was like kind of I'm done. People don't understand me. They're friendly, but there was no way that you can get in closer contact or. I would say what really helped me personally and then at the end probably the kids was there was a German group of, of German women, German families who came over as expats. So at least I had an idea where can I ask for help, where can I do this and that, just the organizing. I'm not talking about the emotional part, but also if you hear them say, oh this was challenging for my kids and I did this or that. So learn a little bit and then it's it's like baking a cake put some ingredients in and, and then so it helped the children or they they shared tools with you to help the children settle in yourself yeah most most i feel more that not that i came last but when they were okay or when they kind of like had the little successes that made me feel more okay i can do that And also was for every child was different for my daughter in eighth grade. She was kind of like, she was the new one and everybody liked her and she has a very kind of like shiny personality. And so she was right away here. She arrived um, immediately. And it was for the other one, it was different. So you have, how many children do you have? I have three. You have three. Yeah. And they and were, they were seven. 13 and 14 so my son turned 15 here yeah and you had the puppy oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah how can i forget my the dog baby. the baby who was two years old but that was good that he w came with us so for him it was the easiest transition yeah even flying in the plane and kind of then the car ride and all of that he was he was by himself with others 12 hours and he came midnight and was like okay what's next what what to explore so for him was the easiest and I think he helped also just do and have fun and just explore new things so exploring so, so nature yeah. and walking and exploring the fields and the woods was fun with him so it probably helped having an um, well he served as an emotional anchor for the children and for me too you <laughs> <laughs> where did you see yourself at that time or where do you see yourself now have you it's it's hard for me to see 
where home is or where I'm home. The, it's, it's the question, I think, where we can make an extra podcast from. <laughs> where is home? Home is where you are, where, where you feel yourself and all of these. But I feel being here now since 12 years is... Um, I know that Germany is my mother country, but it's not my home anymore because so much changed. And I changed, but America isn't it either. It's like I'm, I'm feeling good here. And I think I found, I made my way here. The kids are out of the house. I can start my new chapter now. And I feel very good about that. Thinking about that, I think in Germany, it wouldn't be so easy to just try a new thing. And it doesn't matter how it ends up. So I think in Germany, it's way more serious and way more you need to have this paper and this and that. So I feel I can explore way more myself here than I could do it in Germany. And what do you mean by, by thing? Lifestyle or is it your job? Can you expand your profession? I think it's expanding my profession. Mm -hmm. That And that's kind of where I feel it's easier. You can you can try. You can be an entrepreneur here and put your whole, your whole heart in it. And yes, you have to have knowledge and all of that. But I feel in Germany you have to have a degree there. You have to have Everything is way more, how do you say it in English? Uh, restrict certified, restricted. C certified and bureaucratisiert. Bureaucracy. This is the word. Stumble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have no right to knowledge un unless you've studied it, basically. They, yes. they don't take you for granted unless you've studied it and you can show your paper of proof. Paper of proof, is way more serious in a in a very hard way rigid. idea yeah experience don't count unless you've first sat in school and learned your topics yes and especially when you're at my age mid of 50s i feel if you start a new thing everybody would look at you in germany why do you start a thing mm -hmm. you know kind of like enjoy life yes i'm enjoying life by doing my things what i wanted to do what i now finally that the kids are out of the house and after 20 years of being staying home mom Yeah. Explain to us what menopause healing coach involves. Coming out of my own phase of healing, um, healing, yeah, good, I'm healing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Menopausal times um, over the last, I would say, 10 years, I struggled a lot and I didn't know where to seek help. I felt ashamed of saying that I'm struggling with depression, with anxiety, with sleepless nights, with brain fog and not feeling well in my body too. I had a lot of painful areas of my body where that I didn't have that before. I found out for myself by trial and error and I feel that this doesn't have to be the journey of every woman. Women should have support, have a voice or have like somebody or a group of women who can support each other in honesty and vulnerability. So that is my goal. And I'm using tools of movement, of meditation, of breath work. If it will be in, in person, I also have, I'm also a certified reflexologist, but can be also online to give little tools where you can massage your feet before you go to bed to find a little bit more restful sleep and all of this. And I definitely wanted to create a community group all over the U.S. or even all over the world that women feel anchored in that special time.
time of their lives. That it's not over when you're 50, it's kind of like it starts. Yeah, it, it reminds me of almost of the beginning of your journey of moving across the, the globe, basically not being really anchored or not having a home to yourself, but then you, it almost sounds like you have found your home within yourself and you found tools to anchor that, to build that solid foundation. It's a work in progress, yes, yeah. but <laughs> I think yeah. I'm, I'm way more clearer than I was even two years ago or three years ago. And it doesn't mean, like I say, I found all these tools for myself and I explored them all on my own body, internally and externally. So I wanted to share this and I wanted to, f I feel it helped me. I feel that would be wonderful that I can at least offer it and women can see what they can include or what they have to say so we can learn from each other. Yeah. And what's the body tool that you use? What, what kind of a workout or what movements so are they? It's called gyrotonic method and it has gyrokinesis and this is a movement method where you sit on a stool, do it on the floor or in standing position. And it's all about the spine basically that you find an upright in your spine, that you spiral in all directions, and it's not a stuck movement. You don't stuck in poses, you move constantly, and you breathe with this movement. So movement is breath, and breath is movement. So that's, yeah, and it depends on where your needs are, or your restrictions are. There is a lot of modifications, and you can do it no matter, even if you're over 60, over 70, over 80, you can do it, and you don't have to be very active before and you can start it every time so I'm offering this to calm the nervous system addressing some of the pain points you know from sitting a lot we have a lot of back pain or a lot of neck pain and feel uncomfortable in our shoulders so to find more movement there and ease beautiful yeah and I, I was just thinking um, does the environment make make a difference of um, when you move Yeah, the most, I would say, the, the most freeing and beautiful area where you can move would be outside, either in your own backyard, if you have a backyard, or if you go out in the woods, or if you go at the beach. I mean, these are all ideal sceneries, but you still can do it in your own house, and if it's not too cold, open the window, and hear, like we now hear, the birds. So yeah. that really helps to envision and to connect to nature. And for sure, it's all these little things, I know that you do it too, to first thing in the morning step outside and have your feet and the ground to ground yourself take a deep big breath <laughs> yes yes no matter how cold it is yes. yeah that's true interesting yeah very good and uh, what what do the kids say to to the current situation are they are they still mad at you for having left or arrived in a new country have they settled i feel that they have settled and i feel they are especially my youngest is more americanized than i would like it but i try to keep the german heritage in him alive <laughs> <laughs> especially the language which is not always easy but i feel there were times in between where they said i asked myself what did i do to, to the kids but i feel It really helped them to lose or to explore what change can mean in the bigger picture to move somewhere else or to a new country, to a new language, new culture. I think that they can do it within a blink of an eye now. For me, it helped me when we moved to Pits from Pittsburgh to Charleston. That was not a question because that was totally fine. I mean, it's the same language, but still, it's, it, it seems to be like a different country. <laughs> yeah. Um, if the children experienced any any nervousness or um, anxiety, is there was there a tool or did you do something special for them to feel at ease to 
feel at home or safe even? For me, I love books. It was always, I had all the German books with me. And at the beginning, we read every night before bedtime. We continue our routine yeah. by reading a bad story in German, in the, in, the, in the language which they know, where they just can release and relax. That was at the beginning. And then when I started studying um, reflexology eight years ago, They were my guinea pigs and they <laughs> loved it. So every time before bedtime, they had a reflexology <laughs> session. So that made them sleep better, definitely. <laughs> that is so important. Yeah. Yeah, that is important. For moms who are about to leave or who yeah, might have left their country, is there something that you would like to tell them, some encouragement? Or I'm guessing you've experienced mourning by leaving the country you know behind. Probably yeah. comes with a sense of mourning at one point. Yes, definitely. It was also like a double mourning and grief because my mom passed away half a year before we moved over. So it was, well, I just realized when I was, when I really moved across the ocean. So, wow, that's a big thing and not having your mom there. But that's my personal story. But for moms with their kids who move over, I would say be always encouraging and get to know the culture where you move to. That helped me because it was good to have ger other Germans. But I wanted to know how the Americans, what's their culture? Why do they think what they do? Explore it, make it fun. Not like kind of, oh, but I'm German, I wanted to keep my German. So we spoke all the time German at home, for sure. But it was almost, the kids ta taught me a lot and I taught them. So they taught me probably more because they were in school all day with a different culture, with their friends. Mm. I was open to get to know why they do things yeah so they all did their sports that's what you do here and then just at least for a season yeah to have an idea and to then say okay you like it or you don't like it yeah was it for you as a mom was it important to have to create a, a new home abroad the practical side the actual home home i'm, I'm guess you moved with all your belongings that you have to Yeah, we had a very, very small house at the beginning, so that was kind of like a bummer because we had a beautiful house in Germany. But we knew that was not... So the first house we just lived in there for a year. So that was a little bit... I think that didn't give us the baseline what we can have, but the second house gave us that. The second year, I think it's not the home. We decorated and did it like kind of what we had in Germany so mm -hmm. very kind of similar mm -hmm. and I always would do it but for me it was more I had a, immediately a beautiful neighbor in our second house she made me feel I'm part of her family over time and my kids were always welcomed so that was more what I knew from Germany yeah and she also was very forgiven and was very at the beginning sometimes I need to use my hands And she said, okay, you mean probably this word, if I didn't know the word. So, and it was really sweet. So feeling there is family, so to say. Yeah. And feeling it's more than just going to the mall, just going to the grocery shopping, and then go back home, cleaning the house. It was way more. And the social connections collecting all different people that was I mean I think that was looking backward the most fun time so the human connection was more important to you than creating a home uh, like a beautiful home home that felt like home here to feel at home <laughs> in the new in the new country yeah sure when they when you come home and you're in close the door and you're in your own space house, space yeah 
you wanted to feel home, but it was not, especially at the second house, it was very European, so that was a good thing. <laughs> and the landlord was a European, so that helped a lot. You mean because of the style? Of the, the style, the interior, the, yes, the, interior the style, style, the kitchen. We loved to cook, so and he loved to cook, though. He had a very good kitchen there, good quality and all of that. So that was... And the house was very... Lots of windows, very light. So that was really beautiful. And that helped Yeah, tremendously. That brings us back to light and maybe doing your exercise outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah, or do it in front of a, yeah, or do it in front of a big window if, it, if uh -huh. you have a big window at the house, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Light, light, is, light is a huge, huge component. Yes. Yeah. Wakes, wakes your senses. Yes. Yes. And even if there is grayness outside, then at least you have like kind of a little bit of different light than when you have the artificial light in. in. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was so fun. If other moms um, who enter the menopause phase um, are already in it and feel a bit stuck, how can they reach you? Right now, my website is www.menopausehealing.com or via Instagram where they can connect with me. It's menopause underscore healing. Super. <laughs> I need to check it, but we can do put it in the show notes, right? Yeah. Yeah, always send me a DM and we can connect. Yeah. Do you have a few uh, introductional videos on website or explanations on exactly how gyrokinesis works? So they yeah. know. Yeah, that, yeah, that will be there. I, I always say, even if you just do a class, that doesn't mean that you know what gyrokinesis is, but you have an understanding or, you know, even if you think, oh, that's just stretching, then I would invite you to do it one time with me or maybe you do a month once a week and that you see the progress within you yeah and see where it can help you and that you have little tools for by yourself i'm not saying that it's necessary to do it once a week with me it would be good if you can add it in your daily routine yeah so i must i must say i tried it and and i discovered muscles that i didn't know i had <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely an awakening within the body that's for sure There is also a video of a little bit of meditation on my website too, oh, nice. so that you can mm -hmm. listen to and have a free five or ten minutes of that you can sit with yourself, close your eyes, or you can lay down and see how you can calm your nervous system when you're when your stress overload. Yes. Thank you, Dani. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the chat. We'll continue with our coffee, and in the meantime, we enjoy the sunlight. And the if, birds. And the birds, the sound of the birds, exactly. So if you have a chance, go outside, soak in some sunshine, get your vitamin D, and we'll heal soon. That sounds great. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Wow, isn't it amazing how we can all connect and relate? Thanks for listening to Mums Between Worlds. I hope this podcast brought you new ideas or even a new kind of peace to move forward in your journey. And if you want to boost your emotional health through color in your home or office and be certain in picking the right color, send me a DM or follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I can't wait to have you with us in the next episode. Auf Wiedersehen! Oh.